G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Our young children are a part of Generation Alpha and will grow up to be the most globally connected generation of children ever. There's a new book from the renowned social research team Mark McCrindle and Ashley Fell. Their book aims to reveal what will help us understand how to help our switched-on 21st century kids thrive. Now, for parents, teachers and leaders looking for guidance on how to raise their children, worried if their kids are spending too much time on screens, or concerned how global trends are impacting them and wondering how to prepare them for a world where they'll live longer and work later, this will be a valuable resource. Ashley Fell is a social researcher, TEDx speaker and communications director at McCrindle Research. Ashley's joining us. Ashley, welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much. (laughs) Ashley, let's talk about Generation Alpha and what that means in, I guess, the context of, you know, Gen Y, Gen Z, and all of a sudden Generation Alpha. How do we understand that particular generation? Yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, We love to talk about the generations and talking about the impacts that um, each of them are able to have in their communities. And it's really interesting because... Mark McCrindle, um, who co-wrote this book with me and is our founder and principal, is actually the one um, who's credited with naming them Generation Alpha. So you're right, we we had X, Y, and Z. And then about 11 or 12 years ago, um, he realized in his research for one of his previous books that nobody had given a name to or was even thinking about what was going to, who was going to come next. Uh, so he did what we do as researchers. He conducted a, um, a survey of Australians and he sort of posed the question, what do you think the next generation should be called? Uh, and a lot of people said Generation A or Generation Technology because, you know, these are key traits of this generation that they're going to be very tech savvy. And we just go back to the beginning of the alphabet and start there. But what Mark thought was, let's move to the Greek alphabet to signify this whole new world in which this generation will be shaped. So, It describes those kids born since the year 2010 and they'll finish being born at the end of 2024. Um, They were born, you know, since 2010, the same year that the iPad was released, that Instagram was launched as an app. So we're talking about a very tech-savvy, very digital generation of young people. Ashley, so we've got this generation born between 2010 and those who are still to be born up to 2024. If you're talking now about outlook into their future, and it won't be long before these now almost teenagers getting into this young adults area, is there an optimistic outlook or is there a pessimistic outlook generally? I think um, more generally... I think it's pessimistic Um, and I think a lot of people are a little bit scared, a lot of parents maybe or teachers looking at these young people and this generation who we've called Generation Alpha and they're going, wow, they're just so tech savvy and it dominates all areas of their life. And I think for older generations, you know, we know that 
so much connection and community comes away from technology and away from looking at a screen, whereas this generation have only ever been shaped in this world of glass-based devices. So I think there is a little bit of pessimism and that's what we found in our research and even with parents of Gen Alpha going, oh, I, I wouldn't want to be a young person today. But when we spoke to the Gen Alphas themselves, they actually said, many of them said the sentiment and shared the sentiment, I wouldn't, there's no other time I'd rather be alive than in this current era of um, opportunity and change and challenges like every other generation has faced. And we take a very positive outlook as well. We believe that their future is bright, um, but that's why we wrote the book. We wanted to help parents and leaders and educators just understand the world that is shaping this generation so that we actually have a better chance at understanding what unique challenges they'll face, what opportunities they face, and how we can help them to be yeah, the best members of our communities that they can be. So Generation Alpha, you're calling them the great screen age and there are all sorts of developmental implications on this generation. It's the sort of thing your research goes into as to how those things will develop. Absolutely. And um, everyone we spoke to sort of said, what's the key difference, um, do you think, between this generation of children and your generation um, or previous generations, and everyone says technology, um, because these devices just shape so much of, I think, all of our lives. But of course, for this generation who've only ever known a world of them, you know, it's impacting them differently because it's the world that they've always known from the youngest age. And so when we, we look in the book and we talk about the great screen age and, and the, the great and the many benefits that come with that, like saving time, um, the ability that that screens had for even this generation to do school from home last year. It enabled all of us to work from home um, and it can bring people together. But there's also a lot of challenges for this this young generation with regards to technology and screens like screen addiction, that instant gratification, um, a lack of patience, um, what we call up-aging where kids are exposed to things maybe not appropriate for them at that age, at a younger age. Um, a lot of them struggle to sit still and then you've got online bullying complexity. So, yeah, there's lots of challenges there. And what we try and do in the book is, is help people understand that context and then give some practical tips and advice. So some of the things we suggest is to sort of delay and limit as much as possible um, their use of screens and, and phones uh, to communicate the values of that, that are within a family and, and then how that relates to the use of screens, um, behavioural strategies around ways we can model that to our kids and then also a, a level of accountability with screens and just making sure that it's not something that kids are using in a closed off room but it's they're accountable for what they do. So hopefully the book is peppered with some with some advice for parents and leaders to parent these, these great screen ages. Well, you touch on uh, an issue that a lot of people are concerned about, that is well-being. Why mm -hmm. is well-being a little different for Generation Alpha? And uh, how important is that for us to understand how their well-being might develop a little differently to what we have grown up with ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. We believe this generation are really going to, and I think that the leaders and the parents and the people who are caring for this generation need to be thinking about their well-being. And part of that is because of screens and screen-based devices and, and online safety. And I think the other aspect that we touch on and explore in the book is also just the rise of um, mental health and the the impacts that that can have. We've, we've done a lot of research with the education sector and a lot of teachers are saying to us that well-being has been a real 
issue that's been on the rise over the last few years. And what we try and do in the book is is look at different facets of our well-being and to help people understand that when we're talking about well-being, we're not just talking about getting a lot of sleep and being physically active, which is important for young kids, but it's also around their, their social well-being and their spiritual well-being and that need for connection and belonging in a world that is a bit more focused on the uh, screen-based devices and that comparison culture. So I think a lot of things that the church um, has to offer and a lot of what Christians um, are really focused on are things that we can do to help this generation to know that they're worthy of love and belonging, that they're made in God's image, that they're they're amazing. But also I think we do well to help them and their well-being to know that they're not the centre of their universe, that we need to we're fulfilled and we, and we feel the best when we're actually serving other people and Jesus modelled that for us. So lots of things and, and lots of things I'll face, um, but hopefully, again, some, some strategies and some advice as to how we can help them with that. I mentioned that people who are going to be interested primarily in this sort of information, this sort of research that talks about the possibilities for the future. Obviously, you know, if you're in the teaching profession or if you're a politician or if you're that sort of person who's trying to map out how society is going to look. But coming down to the very, very start, parents, is this a useful document that you've prepared and how can parents use it if they're talking about how to get their own kids into this coming generation uh, to thrive? Yeah, that's right. So we definitely wrote the book for parents um, particularly in mind. Um, Yes, you're totally right, Neil, in terms of I think it'd be and I'm biased, but I think it's an interesting read um, for anyone, like you said, members of, um, you know, political parties or people wanting to understand what the future is going to look like. And we sort of use this generation to, as a lens through which we can look at the future of work and what the future consumer is going to be like and how this generation are going to shop and live differently. Um, So it is a look at the future, but we do start by talking about the different generations and what this generation's defining characteristics are. We say that they're very global, digital, social, mobile and visual as sort of their key defining characteristics. And we've got a lot around parenting. And the book is really peppered with lots of tips for parents. Um, And I'm sure a lot of parents will identify with the stories that we've included from other parents that we ran focus groups with. And hopefully parents can identify in this book how much this generation are going to be different to the past, um, to generations of the past, and how we can help to engage them, to equip them, and to entrust them and develop them into young people and young, responsible, active contributors to a to a thriving society. So that's a lot of the reason why we wrote the book, but absolutely it's for parents. So it's not just about a fascination for what the future might hold, uh, but it's all about how you might, as a parent, empower your growing generation, your uh, Gen Alphas. Uh, There's an important element of that in anticipating what sort of challenges that our children are going to face into the future. Absolutely. And a lot of parents are, you know, the experts in their own child, but looking at, I guess, resuming out for a moment and going, let's look at these kids as a whole generation and what are the the significant social events like COVID and the significant technologies like screen-based devices and different ways of working like work from home. How are all these 
societal changes and trends going to actually impact this generation in the immediate term, like at school and when they are kids, but also in the future and how is society going to change? And exactly like you mentioned, Neil, what, what do we need to be aware of? What do we need to understand about the context so that we can help them to thrive in new careers, in more mobile jobs, in different ways of engaging with their communities um, and ways of leading people. So we can explore um, all these different elements so that it does yeah, equip parents and leaders and teachers as well around understanding um, yeah, who this generation is and what kind of world they're being shaped in because it's very different to the world that many of us knew when, when we were their age. Ashley, does the research touch on any faith issues for a Generation Alpha? Is there anything in there that you can identify which is important for us to perhaps understand about what this emerging generation has by way of a faith foundation or the sorts of things that we ought to expect? Yeah, that's right. We do look at in the, um, I believe it's a lifestyle chapter, just around how this generation are... um, I guess a little bit less engaged with church and with traditional structures of church than previous generations have been. So I guess looking at that trend of Christianity sort of or traditional Christianity declining in Australia, but knowing that Australians are still very spiritual and so they're they're spiritually seeking, they're spiritually hungry. Um, It's kind of what we call the spiritual but not religious. And we look at that and we we also look at, I guess, in terms of well-being, what do... um, do we know about humans from the fact that we are Christians and know how we were created by a loving God um, as to what that means and what what are those timeless truths that are true of all people in all situations, um, even though the context looks different and these kids are facing different challenges and unique challenges based on the times they've been shaped in, but those needs to belong and those needs to have community and connection and how much um, yeah the church does engage with that. And I guess the message of the book for Christian leaders as well is these timeless intrinsic human needs haven't changed but maybe the way in which we deliver those things has changed even how we're adapting we deliver church in a in a COVID environment with the rise of online and um, streaming services and YouTube videos and things like that so the message doesn't change but maybe how we deliver it does and and, yeah we explore some of that in the book as well. Well you do touch on an important element that understanding a generation alpha is going to direct and help to uh, fuel this idea of how you might reinvent what you do spiritually and with faith to be able to reach out to this new, young, emerging generation. Ashley Fell is a social researcher. She's also communications director at McCrindle Research. There's a couple of websites to point listeners to. Uh, There's one called generationalpha.com. Uh, then there's the McCrindle website, mccrindle.com.au, and you can get a hold of the book uh, wherever you can find good books. You can Google it, Generation Alpha. The title of the book is Generation Alpha, Understanding Our Children and Helping Them Thrive. Ashley Fell, thanks so much for taking a few moments to talk to us about your new book. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.